Okay. Welcome to Expert Views on ADR Eva, a podcast about simplifying the traditional African method of settling disputes or the appropriate dispute resolution ADR in a bid to attract more users to settle their disputes or conflicts with mediation, arbitration, collaborative law, restorative justice, negotiation, conciliation, and of course, early neutral evaluation. Um, my name is Chinwe Ebonike, postdoctoral fellow at the University of um, Brighton, United Kingdom. I'm the fellow of the American Bar Association section of dispute resolution. I'm delighted to welcome Melissa Brigden to the EVA show. She is the co-founder and CEO of Fourth Party. Melissa was selected for the Collab Capital's 2020 Prep School for Founders and Google for Startups. 2001's Founders Academy. She wears many hats, so I've left the link to her profile on below. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you for having me, Shinwei. It's so nice to connect with you at um, the ABA Dispute Resolution Conference, and I'm really glad to be able to join you today. It's a pleasure having you as well. So without further ado, um, the first question is, um, what is the concept behind the fourth party? Yeah, so I'd like to explain Fourth Party with a story. So at our, at our core, Fourth Party is committed to building better mediation businesses. And we do that through scheduling, communication, and payments tools. Um, but it really was born out of a challenge that I was experiencing firsthand. I am not a mediator. I am not a lawyer. Um, but I worked uh, in my husband's law firm. And as he made the decision to transition from lawyer to mediator, it really exposed all of the challenges um, to operating that kind of business. And I honestly thought it was a, a terrible idea <laughs> because of the extra workload. Yeah. Um, and over time, you know, we found solutions that worked, um, whether that was him working with, you know, one of the established mediation firms that provides that administrative support. Um, but it still um, meant that there were many other people unlike him who would not be able to access those kinds of, of resources or that kind of panel. And so for that independent mediator who is launching their career and excited about, you know, venturing into a mediation practice, they don't have a lot of support to manage their business. So while they are expert negotiators, they don't have those tools that they need to really be able to build a viable business. And so um, my background um, as that firm administrator, but also as an entrepreneur, really lent well um, to us building this solution. And um, it really is um, framed behind, you know, Gino, Gino is my husband and our co-founder of Fourth Party. Mm-hmm. Um, us having multiple conversations with mediators and understanding their specific pain points and trying to provide them a solution that works for them. Hmm, interesting. I like the part that, that you were, that you're not a, a lawyer. Yeah, because <laughs> that's awesome because you've been advocating. I've been advocating about um ADR being very simple and um people um um that are not lawyers can you know start a career um yeah. in, in ADR. So it's really good to know that. So um would I say that um was there a buying um for ADR um hence why you created 
um, you and Gino created the um, app? Well, I think the the big reason that really inspired us to move forward with the going from idea to actually execution yeah. was really um, the pandemic. So, you know, from one day he has a fully in-person mediation practice and suddenly it is completely virtual. And so the needs that came up to be able to even just sign agreements at the end of the mediation, um, some of the additional scheduling challenges that were exposed. It really made it clear that while, you know, he had a very strong support system, again, for those independent folks who might have just been launching their career in March 2020, um, they really had a real challenge to be able to continue to sustain their business. So, um, you know, it, it was a great time, particularly because in the U.S., our court systems were already backlogged. Yeah. The pandemic did exacerbate that. And so we were seeing more um, interest in mediation and more reliance on it. And so, you know, as people start to consider either a career shift or maybe launching for the first time into mediation, it really gave us the opportunity to provide a tool that would allow them to do that um, and just work better with courts and clients overall. Okay. Would you say, um, would you say that uh, ADR has enhanced um, access to justice in the U.S. Um, then? Sorry, I, I didn't I didn't get your full uh, said, question. Anyway. Do you think or would you say that um, ADR has enhanced access to justice um, in the U.S.? I think that it is it's a critical component to us really seeing um, a more decentralized justice system that serves people better. Yeah. Uh, so alternative dispute resolution in the U.S. is it. it it touches 70 to 80% of all of the lawsuits that are filed in the states, but the general public doesn't have a lot of awareness about mediation as an option, um, which means that, you know, that person who is in a landlord tenant dispute or, um, you know, filing has a family, a custody battle, they're going straight to the courts and being rerouted into mediation or, or ADR. Um, and so we know that a part of access to justice is speed and pace to justice, right? And so if people are, are being rerouted, that means that it may be mean that there is a delay in them actually accessing what they need in order to, to resolve the conflict that they're in. So I think that ADR plays an incredible role in increasing access to justice, particularly because in the United States, 80% of low-income Americans cannot afford legal representation. So finding ways for them to still be heard um, and to still you know, access resolution is we have to be really creative about that. Yes. And ADR is absolutely going to be a part of that. Um, so thank you so very much. So how can potential users find um, um, ADR practitioners via your app? Yeah, so um, we have recently launched, so when I met you at ABA, we were yeah. testing out um, our search functionality. Right now, it's it's uh, focused on Georgia, and we're really in a testing phase um, mm -hmm. to really increase transparency around finding mediators, right? Yeah. So 
we know there's this education gap with the general public of even knowing that yeah. they can opt into going directly to a mediator. But if you do know that you have mediation as an option, it's very hard to figure out who to select, um, what their background is, or whether they have the industry expertise that you require. Um, certainly people are invested in those diversity uh, markers. So whether they are looking for a person of color or a woman mediator, um, whatever those things are that are going to help them feel heard and valued, um, we want to put those right up front in addition mm -hmm. to um, having a lot of transparency around pricing. Um, so if you go to fourthparty.app and then you click our search button right now, you'll just see Georgia mediators. Um, mm -hmm. But that was that is the goal that we have to really have that that database of mediators that is is easy to understand mm -hmm. and hopefully allow people to select the right mediator for their conflict. Um so is it only in Georgia? Are you are you still gonna expand to other states in the US? Definitely, definitely. So um it is it's a labor of love collecting all of that information because we don't currently have a national database um, mm -hmm. that allows us to see every mediator. So if you're, you gotta go state by state and there are sometimes multiple websites that you have to go to, to try to find the information that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So um, our goal is to make sure that that is a national um, database and that mm -hmm. even as we think about um, mediators expanding their business, um, you know, being able to showcase your expertise for a lawyer who may be in another state who might need be in need of your services and, and might not be able to access you otherwise. Hmm. Okay, so how safe and confidential are practitioners' um, data or what precautional or measure um, is in place or uh, already in place for um, data and protection of ADR practitioners? Yeah, so it's certainly something that we've had to focus on and think about differently yeah. post-pandemic. Um, I think that brought up a lot of concerns yeah. for you know, the general public, but also particularly lawyers who have not necessarily or been able to be uh, kind of avoid those uh, security conversations, yeah. you know, people jumping in Zoom and <laughs> those kinds of things really expose some of the gaps in the system. Yeah. Um, so when we built Fourth Party, we built it as a security first platform. And mm. what we mean by that is um, we are built with the expectation that it is HIPAA compliant. And so that, so that we can protect any um, uh, information that might be added to a mediator's notes or a document that is uploaded into our system um, to make sure that they can be very confident about, about the security of the information that they share with us. We are really committed to protecting the confidentiality of the mediation process. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we're always um, thinking about. And uh, our cyber insurance will not allow us to not do <laughs> um, certain things to make sure our users are protected. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're, we're making sure we're in compliance with that stuff. Okay. So um, what are the advantages of um, using or registering with, um, with the fourth party app? Yeah, I think that you, I'll go back to that origin story, right? Yeah. So um, when we were trying to get started, um, there was really just one option for um, Gino to um, launch and, and for it to be a viable 
revenue generating business, right? And what we find is a lot of mediators get certified and then they kind of sit in this failure to launch phase where it's like, you know, I've got my certification, but I haven't quite done all the other things to get my business started. So the advantage of working with someone like our company, Fourth Party, um, allows you to launch your business in minutes instead of months. So um, when you sign up with Fourth Party, you immediately have access to a public profile with a unique URL. And so you can make the decision as to whether or not you want to create your own website or use Fourth Party as your main place to receive bookings. Um, you will have with each case that you put into our system, we call it our our case workspace. Um, and so each of those cases, you can add notes to, add particular information about your party members, um, upload documents and files. And so you really have a 360 degree view of each case that you're handling. Um, and as we continue to grow, we're focused in on providing the best payment solutions. Um, so we're really looking to give offer our customers that end-to-end booking yeah. to billing experience, which would otherwise take you months or years to kind of cobble together. We're being that all-in-one um, solution for people. Okay, thank you. So how can practitioners register? Yes, very simple. Um, so on Fourth Party, if you go to fourthparty.app, um, and that's fourth party spelled out. Um, you'll see a, a button to sign up for a demo. Um, we are a people first, uh, a people centered technology company, which means that uh, we like to touch and have a conversation with you, understand your unique experience before just throwing you onto the platform. Um, so we really want to invite you into what we we say, invite you to the party. Um, and so once you schedule that demo with us, We'll talk through some of your unique needs and, and then get you signed up really quickly um, onto the platform so that you can have that profile created. And then we'll continue to support you throughout your relationship with Fourth Party. Hmm. Okay, so what is the way forward for the mass awareness advocacy of um, the use of MADR? Yeah, I, so I, it definitely centers around innovative marketing. Um, some of what we, we haven't had to sort of market our courts. People just sort of understand, you know, that that's a place where you go when things get bad, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. mediation and ADR overall has a marketing problem. Um, when I, you know, it was not until I was working in the firm and Gino decided to mediate, did I even understand that that was an option for myself? I would have just called a lawyer, you know, a lawyer looked for, looked for help when I was in conflict. So I think the, the key and there's, and there's some really great things that are happening, um, with community mediation centers here in the States hmm. where, um, people are doing more community outreach. They're offering pro bono services so that people in conflict conflicts can access free mediation. And so that's certainly like a word of mouth element there. But I think when we think about, you know, the individual person who doesn't know that mediation is an option, how do we capture them at the first moment 
that they are looking for help and direct them to mediation instead of them having to go to the court and be rerouted. So mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are thinking about how to, how to solve that problem. Certainly mediation clinics are doing some really interesting things. Um, I was, it, it comes to mind. So at Northwestern, um, Allison, Professor Allison Carroll does some really interesting work with offering her students the opportunity to solve those exact problems as part of their project, um, their like end of semester project. So um, th those are some of the interesting things that are happening on the student level to try to to try to solve these these current and future problems. Um, but again, I think it's really about us maybe learning from other industries outside of the law on how they have bridge that education gap and increase marketing and overall understanding of the, the process in order to get people um, interested and aware, but it is definitely going to be a long term. Uh, it's going to take, take a while for people to get there. Okay. Thank you. So um, what is the future of international legal research through podcasting, particularly in ADR? Um. <laughs> That's a hard question. I don't know if I know the answer to that. Um, so, you know, I, I've the I've we've had one conversation with an individual who um does mediation um on the African continent. And um uh she was her perspective was that um there was a lot more enthusiasm for mediation as a as an alternative to court than what she was finding with the with the individuals that she was working with stateside um so you know my hope is that the US will learn from other countries um about how they have really empowered mediation to be something that the general public has has clear access to um but instead of it being such a sort of um uh, convoluted process that it is here um but I, I i don't know the complete answer to that but i but i know that there is there's much to learn <laughs> fair enough so um can you tell yeah. us about the aims and um objectives of the fourth um party and um how far has um has it had um an impact yet in in georgia yeah um, so I would have to say if we've had an impact, it's probably modest, but I certainly yeah. think that um, starting the conversation around access to justice, particularly in the South, um, is something that um, many people have been doing for a long time, um, but it's often really focused in on, on um, uh, prison justice or prison yeah. reform or um, uh you know, access to lawyers. And there hasn't been as much around raising awareness around ADR as a pathway to justice. Yeah. So I think that um, we are looking to be partners with those organizations who have a long track record of doing this kind of work and helping to make it easier for them if there are initiatives um, that focus in on supporting mediators, access those mediators um, and be able to really be a beacon around how, you know, we incorporate mediation into our court system as opposed to this alternative that it's sort of been relegated to. Mm -hmm. Thank you so very much. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I forgot to say congrats to Gina, your husband, for being um, nominated. Oh, for winning the number one mediator. Yes, yes. So um, that was that was some good, surprising news. Um, he was very, very excited about that. So he was um, named by the Daily Report the number one mediator in the wow, state of Georgia, awesome. and um, that is a, a a award that his peers, so lawyers yeah. across the state, vote um, to select that. So he was very, very proud. We're very wow. excited. Um, about that um so yeah thank you thank you i'll, I'll share your uh, well wishes <laughs> you're welcome so thank you so very much for um providing a very detailed um, insight on um what um party up in the concept behind it and also its numerous advantages and of course how um people um can find their mediators in in georgia via your app because um, that's one of the findings um, of my research was that people um, I conducted in Washington and Las Vegas that people are not aware um, where to you know get mediators or ADR practitioners. So it's really good that um, you've, uh, you you came on the show to really um, clarify and you know um, tell us um, more on how to find them providers via your app. So. Um, I'm so grateful that you agreed to come on the show and I believe that potential users would opt for embrace all you have um, stated here and opt for ADR whenever the need arises. Thank you, Melissa. I welcome any questions or just other yeah. thoughts. Um, I'm, I'm just shout out my email. It's Melissa at fourthparty.app. Yeah. Um, and so we just are always excited to talk with mediators, people who are thinking about mediation and understand where the concerns are. If yeah. we can be helpful, we'd like to. Oh, definitely. All right. Thank you so very much. Bye. Thank, thank you. Thank you.